to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. I am your co-host, Lady Jane. And your other co-host, T. T, how you doing today, man? I'm doing really well. Do I just realized my jacket makes me feel like I'm a priest right now? Because it looks... <laughs> <laughs> like I have a robe. You know, you do look very priestly, I must say. Maybe not like Reverend Eric priestly, but there's like some priestly vibes going on. I'm just, as you're saying that, I'm just thinking of the movie Saved. Who's down with G-O-D? Sorry. <laughs> you have to see that movie. We've talked about Saved on here yeah. at, at length before. Yeah, I know. But like, I don't know. My jacket, it's not really a jacket, guys, but it feels like I'm wearing a kimono. And yeah, it does kind of have, but it doesn't really have like a, like a Japanese vibe to no. it. But I just feel like. You know, it, it's totally. wide on the shoulders all the way down to the wrist, and totally. it's just loose. And, and every time you put your hands out like that, it's like you're on the cross. I am! <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be laughing about that, but who cares? <laughs> died for my sins. <laughs> you know what's so funny is I, um, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. I recently um, watched Jesus Christ Superstar for the first time. Okay. And... Like, I saw it, and it was fine. It was all good or whatever. But then, like, just today, I kind of was, like, re-listening to the soundtrack. Like, uh-huh. the original soundtrack. Okay. With, like, the original cast or whatever. And and there's that there's that one song, Hosanna. Okay. It's like, hey, Zanna, Hosanna, whatever. And then, and then it's followed by that song that's like, like, um, Jesus, I am on your side. Touch me, touch me, Jesus. <laughs> kooky musical okay. and then NBC just announced that they're gonna do it live at Easter next year oh. which is like bizarro because yes. it's kind of like widely known to be like like an irreverent sort exactly. of take on that whole biblical story so interesting stuff <laughs> I will be tuning in yeah needless to say so yeah so that's happening uh, so that should be interesting I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, indeed. Um, Okay, so we're here to talk about episode 306. Yes. And the home of the brave. And I honestly, okay, I was going into song and I stopped. I was thinking. um, (laughs) No, come on, pull a Ruthie. What are we doing? (laughs) But no, but seriously, I thought I I was waiting to see if we're going to have another Ruthie singing. Yeah. But I mean, they've already already done done that. that. Yeah, they're not going to do that. I know, but automatically, I just assumed. Something like that was totally. going to happen. Totally. Sure enough, that didn't happen, guys. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I mean, the, the the title totally makes sense once you kind of know what it's about or whatever. Yeah. Or once you realize what that reference means for the episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just, I think it's like a really wordy title. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been something like America's Finest. Yeah. Or something, you know, like something like catchier, you know, than And the Home of the Brave. We didn't get a Halloween episode, but we have a Veterans Day episode. Yeah, and weirdly, this episode aired on November 2nd in whatever year it was. Okay. Which isn't even Veterans, Veterans Day. Because Veterans Day is always the 11th, right? Yes. So, I was like kind of interested about that. And weirdly, also... The next episode, because you can, you know, because you can make the argument, well, maybe it was the closest to Veterans Day airing or whatever. Maybe. But the next episode aired on the 9th, which 
is closer and could have been the one. So odd choice there, but whatever. I guess storytelling wise and maybe in terms of like the general season arc they're trying to go for, it made sense to put this here as opposed to later on in the season. A whole episode later in the season, whatever. Uh, I wanted another Halloween episode, thank you very much, and a dream sequence in black and white. Halloween was black and white dream sequence? Well, there was a black and white for uh, Eric. Oh, that dream sequence. Yeah, You're right. When you said black and white, I was immediately thinking of Lucy's like flashbacks with Jimmy. Black oh, and white. No. <laughs> no. No, no, yeah, totally. Yeah, I know yeah, we, have, we didn't get a Halloween episode this year. Oh, well. Oh, well. Let's see what happens for Valentine's Day. Okay, oh moving on. Um, yeah, so the Amazon Prime spoilie for this episode is Grandpa and his fiance are getting married and Annie reluctantly prepares for the reception. Reluctantly. Which I feel like is kind of a misrepresentation. Yeah. Because she doesn't really do anything she for the do reception. Shit. In the end, she does nothing barely gets ready like she wants to nap yeah that's all she wants to do she wants to nap i mean i don't blame her if i was carrying twins i would want to nap which we're gonna talk about annie in this episode because she is on one okay and it makes honestly this is okay seeing this side of annie made me think so this is where ruthie can get it from (laughs) yeah totally you're right. I never. I didn't think about it that way, but you're right. Because Annie is never like this. No. Never have we seen her behave this way. No. And for once, I'm like, okay, so maybe this is where Ruthie can get it from. But Annie doesn't ever show examples or behaves this way that Ruthie can... It's true, because she's always know. so, like, sucks it up for the greater good, you know? Yeah. Like, she's such a, like, mom, you yeah. know? And she's always, like, in, like, housewife mode in terms yeah. of, like, taking care of Eric's shit and taking care of the kids' shit and whatever. So, yeah, for her, she's, like, I mean, she's basically, like, very selfish in this episode. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so great, because, like, the episode opens with, like, Eric and the kids in the kitchen. Like, okay, everybody has their marching orders. Like, you guys all know what to do kind of thing. And, like, Annie's, like, not even in the picture. Yeah. So, yeah, Annie, like, Annie is definitely sort of, um, to your point, like, yeah, like, she, this is a side of her. We haven't seen since the first time Ginger was introduced. Yeah. Which then she was kind of bratty too. Yeah. So something about Ginger like brings the brat out in her. I don't know. I, I kind of liked Annie being, you know, gives no fucks. Totally. I I, I, I love it too. I, it was entertaining. Yeah. It was entertaining. That's yeah. all. I know. She's, yeah. It was, it was kind of like fun to watch. You know who annoyed me in this episode? Mary. But even though it was funny, hmm. she just kind of annoyed me. Uh, there is like something weird was happening in the in the Mary and Matt scenes in this episode. We're like, back to that, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's my point. Like, first of all, zero sexual tension, yeah, whatsoever, and like borderline, like zero chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've ever. I don't think we've ever seen them, like. Fight heads. like this, like not yeah. fight. You know what I mean? Like just be such at odds with each other in this way. Yep. And I guess because they live in their, I mean, their story is like in their own little bubble in this episode. Uh-huh. They're not really playing off of anything else. Like, True. They're just in their own thing. Like it was like odd, kind of. I it was know. Like I don't want to say weird or uncomfortable. It's just like different and like foreign, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. She just really frustrated me in this episode. But I found it entertaining. But she was also annoying. That's it. Yeah. That's how it Yeah, goes. yeah. But 
like was she annoying or was Matt annoying? Like I don't like I don't know. It's I don't weird. blame. Well, I don't blame Matt because Matt doesn't want to deal with any of this shit. Like he's but just he also didn't have to agree to go on the road trip. I know, but like he could have just been like, "We're not doing this." You know what I mean? They they. They were just assholes to each other. Let's just... They really were. They but, were but, but it was funny. As we, yeah, as weird as it was, it definitely, like, lots of, like, moments that made me really laugh, which we'll get into it, and I yeah. have some clips and stuff, but, like, yeah, just their their stuff was kind of funny. And then, but... What? Well, what I was going to say was, like, I loved, loved... Okay. The Lucy and Jordan Thank stuff. Thank you! I did, too! Fucking loved it. Thank you, Jordan. Which you I came also, back. Which, I mean, I also have some comments about that, but, like, I really enjoyed watching all of that stuff. Yeah. And then I also really enjoyed the Simon with Dina stuff. Dude, was he, like, I felt like that was the best intro to what The Bachelor is now. <laughs> yes. I don't watch The Bachelor, but, like... Oh, my God, you're so right. The questions he had for her, I, whatever. You're so right. Like, that checklist of yeah, his yeah, yeah. with the, like... With, like, so what, do you, what are your thoughts about marriage and college? Yeah. <laughs> like, all that stuff. And her answers. really funny. Her answers. And, again, you know, she... The girl that plays Dina... Okay, first of all, Amazon totally fucked up. Why? When it comes to that, you know, whenever you tap on it, like, Oh, the like, X-ray. the X-ray vision, Yeah. Does her name pop up? I don't know. I just, I just, I, I always have IMDb up separately. I've stopped paying attention to. I just tried to see if her name would pop up, and in, in general, like, I use that just to check, and then I will like do my yeah. own research. And so it never popped up. Her name would never show. So no, you know, I disagree because I think at some point it, her name was there. I don't know if it was in every scene she was in. But definitely, so so Dina is played by Nicole Sheree or Sherry or okay. whatever. And when as soon as she popped up on the screen, I was like, "Oh my god, she's so familiar looking." Yeah. And then I IMDb'd her, and I realized very quickly that this is the show I'm recognizing her oh. from. Because <laughs> like, I was looking at her credits, and like nothing else was standing out to me. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm just remembering her from Seventh Heaven." So you so, so you watched this episode I, or the so we are officially in territory now with at least the Dina stuff where and. Well, yeah, at least with the Dina stuff, like, where I'm, like, kind of sort of, like, ringing some bells and, like, yeah. it's, I, I can't say it's, like, really coming back to me. Like, I definitely can't remember ever having seen this particular episode before, for example. Okay. But, like, definitely remember her face, definitely remember other things about Dina, like, whatever. So, I was like, oh my god, like, we're, like, we're getting to it. Like, so, this is, like, real time shit now. So, we're saying bye to Zeta Slipidus? Well, that, okay, that's what I was about to say. Like, in the very beginning of the, of the episode, Simon's talking about how he's spending the day with Dina. Yeah. Who, Zetas Lapidus is, like, basically, like, introduced him to her. Did I get that right? He mentioned something about, like, how, what, what's her name? Lisa or something? I Zetas think so. is. Yeah. Xenons. Like, let, let's call her Lisa. <laughs> he says something like, like, oh, Lisa introduced me to this Dina girl so she's gonna spend the day with me so I can run her through my checklist because I don't want to be burned again like I was earlier in the year and I'm like what like it was so confusing yeah I'm like oh so we said goodbye to her I will yeah ostensibly like I don't think we're gonna see her again when he gave her all the rules as you know what I'm saying oh like, that's right no they kissing it down yeah, yeah no kissing in front of your dad blah 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 all this stuff yeah and then okay so you gave her all the rules and then bye well yeah probably probably it's just like a matter of like 
they couldn't get her again or you know Where's like the who cares? I'm kidding I know okay. but like yeah it definitely weird the way that they like introduced Dina like yeah. through Xenon like because yeah. he definitely does mention them both in the same sentence like I know but whatever for all intents and purposes like Dina is coming over to spend the day at the house with them um and Simon has this like checklist he's gonna run through yeah to like to like if to see if she passes like muster or whatever like to be his girlfriend did she end up at the wedding yes yeah. weird okay <sighs> let's let's get into it okay yes. let's let's officially get into this episode and start at the very beginning which is to say why is this wedding happening yeah. in fucking Glen Oak? Yeah. They're, like, they both live in Phoenix. They both live in Phoenix. And they're fa- well, her family is there. And when it comes to and, Pete and, Charles, and his I daughter. And I don't know about you, but like the whole time that they're talking about this wedding is happening, this wedding is happening, in my mind, I thought it was going to be like a wedding wedding where you yeah. have guests and like people to cater to and yeah. whatever. And that's why I was like, okay, fine, they're going to have this wedding, but like why in Glen Oak when like it would make so much more sense to like have it in Phoenix, you yeah. know? And then, but then of course, and the, and I love how like the show has just decided like anytime there's like a logic issue like this, yes, they just don't address it. Like no. like their way of answering the question is just to like not address it, yes. just to like take it as fact. Like yeah, the wedding's gonna happen in Glen Oak, obviously, whatever, you know, <laughs> so dumb. But so yeah, so this wedding's happening in Glen Oak. Annie's not happy about it. The kids all have, like, things that they have to do mm-hmm. to, like, get ready for it. And Annie is planning the reception, which is going to happen at the house. Yeah. And it and she hasn't done any prep for it. Nope. <laughs> and it's happening today. <laughs> and, like, she has guests coming over and she needs to cook and stuff. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, guests. You know, like, yeah. oh, there's probably a wedding party. So I was yeah. like, oh, weird. Okay. So... Yeah, I like her logic about I'm just gonna make something that I can freeze and then I can hold over until whenever we need it again. Yeah, because because <laughs> she's like wholly convinced that this wedding is not, not happening. Yeah, she does. She refuses to believe it's gonna happen. I know until my it's dad. Happening. Yeah, I know my dad. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, uh, and it almost doesn't. Yeah, because they fight. Of course, like drama. Um, they fight over the fact that Pete Charles like wants to go to the cemetery and see Jenny, yeah. and Ginger is like not happy about it uh-huh. which so i want to talk about that like does is ginger right in this regard like can she say like this is our wedding don't see your ex-wife i don't know i i i don't know because it's one of those things where i can understand where she's saying like this day is ours and it should just we should just focus on ourselves. like right. i understand her argument and for him it's like i've shared 40 years with her um let me like no matter what he's going to carry her with him right you know so he's just gonna go and say hi or whatever just have a moment and he should he should i mean there's nothing wrong with that either i know but it's just i don't think she should be able to have that too and because they're in glen oak she can't have that exactly and i think that's and i think at some point he mentioned like you know, she he, he's like, you have baggage too. Like, yeah. you have sons with your ex, and you had 40 years with your ex or whatever. And she's like, yeah, but I'm not visiting him on our wedding day. Yeah. But I'm like, but if you were in Phoenix, maybe you would, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. No, who It's knows? hard. It is hard. And, and then Pete Charles has this great moment, like, at the end, like, 
spoiler alert, they get married. <laughs> Duh. No way. They do. It's crazy. So um, they still love each other? Okay, go yeah. on. Yeah. Um, no. He has this moment when he's talking to Eric, like, right before the ceremony. Uh-huh. And it's after they fought and, like, they almost called off the whole thing because they can't get on the same page about, like, where their relationship, like, starts and ends kind of thing. Like, yeah. And then, of course, he has that weird encounter with that guy at the bar for, like, no reason who... Oh, dude. Right? Like, yeah. like, like some guy at the bar, he's, he's like, sitting at the bar, mi- like, miserable about the fact that, like, he and Ginger have, like, ostensibly broken up or whatever. And this guy's like, oh, like, are you getting married? Second marriage, widower, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I, I was a widower. I met this girl, love of my life. We got married, like, right away. And he's like, how'd it go? He goes... Lasted 11 months. She took me up for everything I had. Like, it was a disaster. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, P. Charles, like, don't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> no, and he doesn't, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I'm just going to play that clip of, like, what he says about kind of his their situation. Okay. Right? Because I think it's such a, like, nugget of truth, uh-huh. you know? And it's, like, so poignant in that moment. Let me tell you, Reverend... I don't know how all this marriage and second marriage stuff works out in the afterlife. I mean, I don't know who's with whom for eternity, but I'm not going to worry about it. I've decided it doesn't matter. Instead, I'm going to appreciate the fact that I've got heaven on earth right here, right now, because I've been blessed for the second time with an incredible woman who manages to love me for the crazy guy I am. Well, that's the key. What's that? It's gratitude. <laughs> I think that's so great. Yeah, you know, and and I and I think it speaks to like Pete Charles's sort of like worldly, you know, like wisdom or mm-hmm. whatever that like, you know, he's never gonna put Jenny aside. He's never yeah. gonna forget her. He's, it's never gonna like, like. Like, I don't think he can draw a line in the sand and go, yeah. like, this was Jenny time, this is gender time, or yeah. whatever. But, like, it's just about, like, appreciating the mm-hmm. moment, the mm-hmm. right now, and he's found her, and he's not going to let her go, and it's yep. going to be good, and he's just going to appreciate it and stuff. So that, I thought that was cute. I don't know. Um, so, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we never said what we're drinking tonight. Oh, what are we drinking tonight? So, because the episode is titled And the Home of the Brave, which is ostensibly a very American sentiment, uh, we're drinking the most American drink there is, which is a straight-up bourbon. Cheers. (laughs) So, um... Excuse me while I take a sip. (laughs) Okay, so... I don't know if we should get into the Mary. I think we should just get into the Mary and Matt stuff. Okay, fine. Let's do it. <laughs> it's just like, it's it's just a thing. So, okay. So Mary and Matt are supposed to like go and like keep Grandpa and Ginger company, essentially, yeah. essentially sort of like separately from each other, right? To keep them away from, you know, whatever, that whole thing. And like the girls are going to go shopping and whatever. But then they start fighting, so yeah. so they're like, you guys can leave. So Mary and Matt have, like, this whole afternoon to themselves and, like, nothing to do. So Mary, like, pulls out a map out of the glove compartment of the Camaro, Matt's mm-hmm. new Camaro. And she's, like, like, she just, like, blindly picks a spot on the map and she's like, let's go to Turtle Mound. 
<laughs> Wait, did you know of Turtle Mound? Like, is that a real place even? I don't know. I don't know. All I didn't look it up, weirdly. I, I should have. I wanted to be surprised. Well, yeah, but I mean, later. Like, I'm yeah. thinking just like now in preparation for the I podcast. Should have. I should have looked it up. I should have, see. but I, I didn't. But anyway, so they're like, we're going to Turtle Mound, and Matt's like, I don't know how to get there, and Mary's like, I'll guide you. I have a map, whatever. Yeah. So they're driving. They end up in the middle of the nowhere, the middle of the nowhere, um, with a flat tire, and, <laughs> and this is like it's such a '90s thing because like they're in the middle of nowhere, they and they have this flat tire, and so Matt doesn't have a spare, of course, because he took it to get repaired and like never picked it back up. Yep. So they're really stranded, and they're like, well. <laughs> I'm just going to play the clip. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> Walk to where? To a service station. Do you remember the last service station we passed? Yeah, it was the one where we bought the milk and cookies. Yeah, that was an hour ago. Do you know how far an hour ago is on foot? So we'll just hitch a ride. Oh, yes. Or we could just get a taxi or take a bus. Only we're in the middle of nowhere, thanks to you. Road trip, yippee! You know, that was constructed. <laughs> yippee! Oh my God, it's too funny. Like, Matt ranting at Mary, yeah. like, in the middle of a deserted, like, mountain road or whatever. Like, it's so funny. So, they're stuck. And then, like, like the next time we see them or whatever, this, like, tow truck guy shows up. I love the shit he said to them. I'm going to play that, too. Good. Because it... It's basically like a five-minute cell phone commercial. Yes, yes. Just like we had that episode in season two that was like an internet commercial. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. This is is like that for this season. Uh Like, for sure. Someone told me you're stuck out here with a flat. How come you call a car service? Well, there aren't any phones out here. You don't have a car phone, cell phone? (laughs) What year are you kids living in? 1969, Florida. You have a credit card? Nope. Nope. I mean, if you have a phone, we could call our dad. He has a credit card. No, you can't call dad. Call Grandpa at the hotel and get his credit card. Can I call information on this? You're not Amish runaways or something, are you? No. Yes, you can call information on that. You can call anywhere you want. You can use it just like the phone in your house. You have a phone in your house? Yeah. (laughs) You got a phone in your house? This guy is so funny. This like this tow truck guy is so funny. Are you guys like Amish runaways? Like, y'all don't have a cell phone, a car phone, or nothing. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> it's so great, and I love how Matt's like, "Can I call information on this?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you dumb. No, oh. or um, <coughs> when he finally gets on the phone with Grandpa, and Grandpa's oh, like, "God, Turtle Mountain is just a beach with a bunch of shells." Like. <laughs> Yeah, because then, because after they get stranded, they realize that the map Mary yes. was looking at was a map of Florida from 1969. Yeah. <laughs> so, completely just, like, the blind leading the blind, and, like, they're idiots, and by the grace of God, like, somebody was able to get a tow truck out to them or whatever. But him on the cell phone yelling to Grandpa, Grandpa, the credit card! <laughs> And the guy's like, like tapping his watch, yeah, like yeah. these these phone calls cost time, you know, yeah. whatever. Like they cost me. So funny. Oh my gosh. Oh my. God. Remember? Well, okay. This is what trips me out about this is because, like, in my mind, this is way too early for cell phones. 
But I know. I got a cell phone maybe a couple years after this. Like, I got my cell phone, my first cell phone, I think, like, in 2001, 2002. Okay, you were which, ahead of me. Well, yeah. And we, exactly. Like, yeah. I think I was, like, an early adopter, kind of, sort yeah. of. For my age group, anyway. Because, like, not a lot of, like, 16-year-olds was, yeah. like, were, like, running around with cell phones at the time. They were, like, truly, like... For, you know, like, rich people. I, like, in my mind, like, rich people have yeah. cell phones. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, definitely. Because the, the calls cost money, and, like, every minute, like, was, like, a charge or whatever. The, they were so square and boxy looking. Oh, God, those, like, really old ones? Yeah. yeah it, well, not even, not, like, the Zach Morris, like, oh. cell phones. <laughs> okay. Not even those. Okay. Like, um, like, it would still have a flip, but the flip would be just for the mouse piece. For the mouse true, piece. True, true, true. It was, like, this block almost. Yeah. It was, like, this big, chunky block thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I wish I knew um, what, like, what brand that was, like, oh, what those gosh. were. And, like, yeah, who was making phones? Nokia? I, I, maybe. And, I, like, I feel that like, antenna I feel like, was, like, super thin. Yeah. So, like, so, like, moment in time, yeah. you know? Like, you just had to be there, I guess. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Like, I can't imagine trying to explain that just to watch a nine-year-old 90, today. Well, just watch 90s movies. That's. That's probably your best bet if you watch 90s movies mm-hmm. and you see all the cell phones. Like, uh, what is it? Reality Bites? I never saw that. Oh, you'll like it. Um, Wait, is that a movie or a show? A uh, movie. Winona oh, Ryder, Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, Ethan Hawke. Oh, all yeah. the 90s people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> very so cool. Very there's cool. a part where Ben Stiller is like on his cell phone and it's that damn phone. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Good times. <laughs> when you have a piece of hair in your eye and you just don't understand where it's coming from. Oh. <laughs> not a lash it might be hair you just don't know anyways um going on so yeah so and then of course like now they have to get back home yeah and they're like and they actually don't even know where they are all they can do is like retrace their steps i guess um and then the best part is like mary's like speed like drive like the dickens yeah and then the next time we see them they've been pulled over and are getting a speeding ticket god (laughs) It's like the trials and tribulations of Matt and Mary. And Matt keeps telling her, you know nothing about cars. <laughs> I know, because she like, looks at the ticket and she's like, there's a fine? fine? <laughs> like, you idiot. Obviously, that's the ticket. <laughs> there's a fine? <laughs> that's, that's the best part. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. And then uh, she, uh, what, he's like, you're going to help me pay for it or you're going to pay for it? She goes, well, I know not to drive over the speed limit, so you're <laughs> going to pay for it. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, all right, good yeah. job, guys. Have They're each other's idiots. backs. They're idiots. And, like, and again, it's like it's hard to know who the bigger idiot is. And I think that's the point, right? Because, like, like, Matt's the idiot for agreeing to go somewhere. He has no idea where he's going. Yeah. Mary's an idiot for not paying attention to the map and realizing that the thing she wants to do is not in the state they're in. Seriously. What state are they in? California. Are they? Yeah. Oh, We've okay. established this. Oh, why? Because of UCLA? No. no. Kidding. <laughs> oh, you mean Crawford? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but where um, is Glen Oak? It's non-existent. I know. It's the fictional suburb. With 15 million churches. But I just want them to tell me, are we like central? Are we north of California? Seth? I'm going to go ahead and guess Southern California based on the landscape. Ah, okay, fine. And the weather. Good call. I'm going to just throw that out there. (laughs) Dude, as you say that, have we had a rainy episode? Hmm. I don't know. I don't feel like. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Well, 
there there has to have been an episode where it rains, right? <laughs> I just can't think of one. I don't I know. Mean, it's no, a I silly think, thing I think to bring up. Something. I think you're onto something. I also love. Did you notice, like, or have you noticed over the course of however many episodes we've done, like everything in this town, like everything's name has Glen Oak in it. Yes. Like Glen Oak Lodge, Glen Oak Hospital, Hospital. Glen Oak Veterinarian Hospital, yeah. Glen Oak Inn, Glen Oak whatever. Like everything is like Glen Oak this, Glen, Glen Oak, Oak that. Oak. Like it's like it's weird. <laughs> it is. It is. It's so like it's getting harder and harder for me to suspend my disbelief with the things that happen in this town. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It is. Oh well. It just like exists in a universe that's like parallel and not of ours. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's how we should approach it. Okay. Like, like, it exists in the parallel California where there is a Glen Oak and it's like this big cosmopolitan city with like billions of like people. And <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. I take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So let's talk about, so, so finally Eric convinces Annie to like go to the store mm. and like buy some stuff to cater this reception. Yes. And so she like reluctantly like puts on clothes or whatever and like goes to the store where the security guard is like pestering this like homeless man who's like sitting up against the wall uh-huh. of the store, you know, and he's like he's like kicking him with his shoe and being like, "Get, Get out, out of here, here, old man." Like People don't want to see you hanging around or, yeah. you know, whatever. And Annie, like, steps in and is like, hey, dude, like, how about treating this person with respect? Like, whatever. Like, yep. be a human kind of thing. Steps in. And then he goes. And then the guy basically is like, I'm not. I don't know what he says, but he's, he's like, I'm a vet. And it's Veterans Day. So, of like, course. you're welcome. <laughs> like, you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> and he is wearing, like, like the pin, you know. I think uh-huh. that's, like, supposed to be the tell. Like, he has, like, this American flag pin or whatever. Um, but so then Annie, and then cut to like Annie has brought him home. Oh, yeah, <laughs> much like how Simon brought Bro- Sarah home that one episode. <laughs> um, so this is where all the kids get it from. Yeah, no, totally. We're seeing all the shades of Annie yeah. in this episode. Like we're really getting a window into how Ruthie and Simon have become the kids they've become. Totally. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, so she's brought him home, and she has to tell Eric, like, don't be mad. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't do the shopping, but we have a homeless guy in our bathroom cleaning up right now. Um, And Eric is like, well, why doesn't he just, like, go and get the benefits from the vet or, you know, from the VA or whatever? And Annie's like, because, like, he just needed a place to clean up and like eat or whatever you know Annie is like obviously doing the right thing here yeah and I feel like I felt like Eric was being a little bit obtuse yes in this I don't know I don't know if you felt that way but I was like Eric you of all people should know that like the VA isn't known for being the most helpful organization in the world like thank you you know what I'm saying yeah. and, I, and I was wondering too if it was like a sign of the times kind of thing like Maybe like you know how like today yeah. we know that like yeah. we know that like the like the state of veterans affairs in this country are horrible mm-hmm. and like pe- like there's so many like homeless or like needy for lack of a better term yes. vets in this country that that the VA just can't or won't or whatever help um, and so and especially for Eric like to have a dad yeah who was a serviceman like I felt like come on Eric like. 
you should know better than to be all like, why doesn't he just go to the VA? Like, dude, come on. <laughs> that's, well, you know, they used Eric as a way to educate us. Yeah, that's true. Um, Again, poorly done. I don't know about poorly done. Just like odd and like awkward, yeah. okay. you know, which I guess is poorly done in the end. But um, so then, so then Eric amidst all the preparations that need to happen takes the time to go down to the VA. Thank you. And deal with the woman at the VA who is like, we're closed. I can't help you. And then he gets angry. Finally, justifiably. He's like, you are the veterans affairs office. It's veterans day. And you're closed. Like get the fuck out of here, you know? And then he mentions Millard. That's the guy's name. He mentions the name Millard and she goes, Oh, Millard Holmes? Sergeant Millard Holmes? Like, how did you just know that? Thank like, you. Like, come on. Like, is there only one Millard in all of the army that you just, like, pull that name out of your hat? Come no, on. No, there's only one Millard in Glen Oak, okay? Yeah, but does she know everyone? <laughs> I know, I know. Every single vet in the world in Glen Oak to know that name and know exactly who he's talking about? Really? Stupid. Um, Seventh heaven. <laughs> But then, so then she's like, she's like, why don't you come in? I have some things to tell you. So that's when I was going to be like, oh, there's like a dark story yeah, here. Yeah, that's what like, I thought too. What's Millard's deal, you know? And then nothing really because his whole deal is that he just refuses to take help from the VA yeah. because he doesn't view his situation as dire enough. Yeah. And as like, he doesn't consider himself somebody who needs the VA's help. Yeah. He, he... He doesn't have family. Yeah, but he's like, he's like, when I need food, I get it. When yeah. I need a place to have a roof over my head, I find it. He's like, you know, let the VA help people like who really, really need it. You yeah. know. And Eric's stance is like, well, but you need it, and I mean, and you can take it because you've earned it. Like yeah. what you've done for this country. Like you served in World War Two. Like, yeah. Who else is the VA gonna help? You exactly. know, like, but you or whatever. And he's like, no, man, like, it's not for me. It's like, it's for the people who have families to feed and who have lost their legs and yep. can't do anything for themselves. Like, that's who really needs it. And it was like, I think that's like a real thing, man. Like, yeah. that's like a real question, right? Yeah. And it really made me sort of think about. Or, I mean, I guess what I want to ask to you and, like, so we can talk about it kind of thing is, like, what do you think the show was trying to get at? Like, what is the show's stance on this? Because I couldn't quite gauge it. And maybe it, maybe they didn't have a stance. Maybe the stance was, like, to have this dialogue maybe. showing the different viewpoints or whatever. But it was, like, I, I didn't know kind of, like, where they were trying to go with it, you know? I don't know. Um whenever he was saying all those things I was like wow good man also a martyr but okay yeah and that's the thing it's weird it's like are they trying to make it like well okay so in sociology there's this concept of the model minority okay which um is used mainly to describe like Asian Americans and also like Jewish Americans in that like you know they they like socioeconomically or whatever are like better off 
than a lot mm-hmm. of than like the average or whatever uh-huh. and then they're minorities and so you know and and it's it's totally not a good term like yeah. it's not you know you don't, you don't want to call anyone a model minority obviously but i i had this like weird sense that they were trying to like model minority like millard yeah like like is you know like this is how vets should be you know like like don't take the VA's help unless you really need, need it. it. I don't know. It was just I don't know. It was weird. It really was weird. I it's one of those things where dude, you do need the help. You do. Yeah. You do. You need a but roof then, over But your then head. I hear what he's saying yeah. and he's like he's like I'm good, man, you yeah. know? And and maybe he's right. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the right answer is. You can't here, force him you know? to do anything. Obviously, of course. You know. Um, I don't know. I guess he. J- I. I guess he's a man that doesn't see himself limited or crippled by anything. True. Like, that's true. You know, because he is. He is sane. He hasn't lost his mind. He doesn't have a home. But but he has so much else that yeah. a lot of other vets don't. He has a lot to offer. He really yeah. does as a human being. Like right, th- true. It's mm, I don't know. Yeah, I think and I think that's a hard thing. Yeah. You know? Like my only exposure to like veterans is people I work with. You know, mm-hmm. in my day job, um, and those are people who obviously are not in Millard's situation. You yeah. know, like they have jobs, they have means with yes. which to support themselves you know that's not to say that they're not taking advantage of certain benefits that come with yeah. have, with being a vet or whatever but they're certainly not in as dire a situation as millard is you know yeah. um I don't, I, again i'm i'm so like care, like i'm trying to be like really like pc about like the words i use because i don't i don't know the right way to like frame this discussion yeah i don't want to like i don't want to seem or i don't want to come off like um, like derogatory in any way to anybody in the, uh, in the situation. Okay, I understand. And, and that's why I kind of feel for the show too, because I don't know that there is a right way to frame this conversation other than to just have this dialogue that Eric and Millard have, right? Yeah. Like, like these are two people on opposite ends of the spectrum. One is like, take advantage of the benefits, they're for you, like, use yes. them, you need them. And the other one's like, but... I'm not I'm not the worst off person. Yeah. And since the resources are limited, like let them go to the people who really need them or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I get it. Like in other words, like I'm I want to like let the show off the hook a little bit because I feel like I feel like there's no right answer really. Probably not. And I don't know that they that I don't know that anyone is qualified to like take a hard stance one way or the other. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like because even if you're if you even if you are a vet, like you're gonna have your own ideas about like what you're entitled to. Yeah. Clearly. True. You know? Or if you're not and you don't even believe in the army, let's say, as the complete opposite end spectrum or something, like yeah. right, like you're gonna have your own ideas about like that whole system or whatever. So like I don't know. It's yeah. It's tough. But bringing it back to the show, right, and mm. sort of what happens in the story, um, they're in a tough spot. So basically, you know, Miller like showers and gets a meal and, you know, he's all good. And then he's like, he's like, I'm going to take off because like y'all are busy here. So yeah. like, thank you so much. You are like, I bless you. <laughs> like, thank you guys. You guys are like angels and peace out kind of thing. Yeah. And they're like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. stay. We're having dinner anyway kind of thing. Like, we're happy to have you or whatever. And he's like, no, no. 
personal family thing. I don't want to be a bo- like a burden. And um, anyway, so then because Annie is like useless. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to take her naps. <laughs> Which I'm going to play the clip, but so to, to, to like set it up, like Miller's like, well, you know, I was a line cook for however many years. Yeah. Like all I need is some cash. The keys to the house, the keys to the car, car. and I can set up a meal for you guys, like, no problem. And then Eric's like, okay, (laughs) let me go talk to Annie. Yeah. (laughs) So that's when we get, this is, like, Annie just, like, completely, just, like, I mean, she's on one. Yeah. The the name of the clip is Annie is on one. (laughs) Hi, how's, how's the bath? Oh, great. Now all I need is a little nap. Another one? Huh? The, the wedding's in half an hour. Okay, a 15-minute nap. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I think we're running pretty darn close to not having time to prepare a reception. So if you still want to have it here in the house, Millard says he can take care of it while we're gone. That's great. He can cook? He says he can. So? So? All we have to do is give cash, the car keys, and the house keys to a perfect stranger and roll the dice. But what are our other options? I don't know. You carry the twins and I'll make some sandwiches? Give him the money and the keys. <laughs> I love that. Give him the money and the keys. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that she's just like, duh. <laughs> yeah. Like, perfect solution. I won't have to do anything and it'll get yes. done. And then, there, and then, of course, the show tries to play this, like, tension, right? Like, as Eric's handing him, like, what looks like to be maybe 80 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Like, hands him 80 bucks and, like, the keys. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Millard, like is like taking it and like sort of in awe almost like it's yeah. this it's this weird tension moment. Yes. And then I don't know how you felt about it, but I think the show did a wonderful job of like burying that for a while to the point where I forgot about all of that. By the mm-hmm. time we come back to the house, house yeah. and we see what the he's setup. done, I was like, oh yeah, dude. He did like, all I this. Forgot, I had forgotten that this was like a loose thread in the story that mm-hmm. needed to be wrapped up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that was just me being an airhead or if that was the show editing really well in terms of how they cut it together so that there's like enough of a gap mm. in scenes, you know? Maybe. But after the wedding... They come back to the house for the reception, and the, de- like the 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 dining room it's has set just like everything. I mean, it's it's like it's like Thanksgiving and Christmas yes. and wedding like all rolled into uh-huh. like one. It's just like like end to end, the table is like full of food, food. and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And he's like left a note yeah. that was basically like like you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Like. And he made a wedding cake. Oh my god, seriously. He baked a two-tier wedding wedding cake. cake, Which, uh, okay, again, suspension of disbelief. Okay, he made a wedding cake, whatever. Oh, yeah, exactly. In that amount of time. When was he a pastry chef? A pastry chef. Forget that, but like they were gone for what, two hours? Thank you. (laughs) Like that's a little bit crazy, but whatever. He made sandwiches, he made roasted chicken. I don't know what else he did. Yeah, there was like a turkey on the table with all these vegetables and just beautiful stuff. And then this note was like you know, this is a personal family affair. Like, I don't want to intrude. So yeah. thank you so much. Like, I've left or whatever. And I love that no unspoken, they just looked at each other and they were like, how far do you think he got? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so sweet. So, like, super cute. Um, and then, of course, the show ends with they, they like, a piled into the van and, like, he's, like, walking down the road and, like, the 
pulls up next to him and he gets in and they like turn back around or whatever, which yeah. is really cute. Kind of undercut by the fact that there's a hilarious three-point turn the van has to make. Yes. <laughs> to turn around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was dying at that. Like, it's so funny. Like, they couldn't just do a clean, like, U-turn. They had to do a three-point turn. (laughs) And that they show it all happening. Like, can't they just, like, show the van driving off and, like, fade to black? Like, who cares? Like, it's so stupid. (laughs) You had to turn... You had to show that they were turning back home, guys. Oh, my God. It's so funny. It's a ridiculous show. Um... And then we also see Mary and Eric. What? Annie. What? <laughs> it's happening to me. Mary and Matt uh-huh. run to the church. It's dark. And then they go, did we miss it? No, shit. No, it didn't happen. It never happened. Duh. And then they, they, you know, they make it to the house. They walk into the dining room. And then they're like, okay, we'll eat everything except the cake. <laughs> yeah. I like that too. They're like gorging on like vegetables. Mary's like stuffing 15 carrots? carrots in her mouth. I'm like, that's what you would be eating. Not carbs, carrots. No, because I mean, these are the same people that drank milk yes. on their road trip. Okay. Oh my God. Milk and cookies? Milk and cookies. cookies. At least they said cookies because all we see them is like drinking, drinking the milk. milk out the carton. I was like, these morons are on a road trip and they're drinking milk out of the carton. Like, ew. Yeah. Um, blah, but yeah. Oh gosh. Um, okay, let's get to the best part of this episode. Lucy and Jordan. <laughs> Lucy and Jordan. Okay, so in the beginning of the, of the episode, Eric mentions, or it gets mentioned, that Jordan is spending the day at the house. Yeah. Babysitting Ruthie. Yeah, well. This is weird. They just sort of like drop all the shit in the in the cold open. Yeah. And we're just supposed to like take it all in at face value. Yeah. But like, okay, Dana's spending the whole day with them. Jordan's spending the whole, the whole day, day with, with them. them. I guess, and then I guess as like a cha- to act as chaperones because Matt and Mary are going to be busy with grandma and yes. with Ginger and Pete Charles. And oh, yes, Annie they and can't Eric. call her grandma. That's right. That was a slip of my tongue. Um, and then Eric and Annie are busy with their shit or whatever. So, like, you know, just to, like, sort of have some sort of eyes and ears on the house. Like, yeah. Lucy gets to have Jordan over, and their job is to, like, chaperone yep. the kids. Okay, fine. Whatever. So, Jordan comes over. They're in the kitchen. And Ruthie basically just, like, says what everyone has been thinking, i.e. you and me, yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Boy, he's a heck of an improvement over Jimmy Moon and that Rod character. <laughs> Ruthie was on one again. Ruthie crushes it with yeah. that. Like, I love that. And then Lucy has to be like, shut up, Ruth. <laughs> like, you know, like, and basically, like, calls Jordan her boyfriend. Yeah. To, like, not to him, but, like, to Ruthie mm-hmm. yeah. in that moment. And he hears it, obviously. And is like taken aback. Yeah. So immediately I'm like, oh shit, we're DTRing. Yeah. <laughs> like this is happening in this episode. But I guess I was just like weird. I mean, I don't want to say weirded out, but like it was interesting because she's been calling him yep. her boyfriend yeah. for the whole season thus far. Yep. In all the episodes he hasn't been in, uh-huh. when she talks about him, it's her boyfriend. She never even says his name. She just says, like, I have a boyfriend or my boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. You know? And we've just assumed it's Jordan, which it is, but, like, 
I guess I never thought about the fact that like he's not seeing it that way. Not at all, apparently. <laughs> at all. So she like runs away as she's wont to do. <laughs> <laughs> runs out of the kitchen. Runs out of the kitchen and like hides in her closet. And um and then Jordan like finds her basically yeah. and they have this talk and I'm gonna play the clip, but I loved, loved this conversation. Interesting. I don't know. What were your thoughts about it? I just thought it was really cute. I loved it. I thought it was sweet. It was like, it was probably the most like mature and like real Lucy I think has ever been. Yes. And Jordan, he definitely has more charisma than Jimmy and Rod. Uh, definitely. And Kenny combined. Oh, God. I always forget about Kenny, but yeah. yeah. You should. Definitely. Like, Jordan has more charisma, like, in his pinky than all three of those guys combined. He's still a little bit lacking, I of think. Of course. And I think that's more, like, the acting than it is, like, the character or whatever. Uh-huh. But they're just... Oh, there's so much about them that I love. Like, I love <laughs> how he just, like, picks her up and, like, yeah. he's just, like, they're, like, super, like physically affectionate yeah. which is like really cute to see mm-hmm. and he's just this like big hulking guy you know yeah and, and like, lucy's like you know is just this tiny thing that yeah. you can put in your pocket and they're just super cute okay yeah. so i'm gonna play the clip and then we okay. can talk more about it i'm sorry i thought you were my i'm not gonna make that mistake twice you're playing it so cool that i'm never sure what you're up to and frankly i like the mystery sometimes you're busy Sometimes you're not, so I just assume that you saw other guys, and while that doesn't exactly make me happy, it certainly makes you interesting. Yeah, well, I just thought of you as that special guy. I didn't say I don't see other guys. Oh, I'm special. That's what you meant by boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, but it's probably best if I don't call you that anymore. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, I was a little uncomfortable. Fine. I don't care what I call you. Friend, acquaintance, guy, go out with sometimes, whatever. I love it. I like it. I like that she has the wherewithal yeah. to, like, reel it in a little bit, uh-huh. but also, like, own herself, you know yeah. what I mean? And, like, own her feelings. Well, it's only that, though. He doesn't overreact. He doesn't... He's not... He's not like Jimmy Moon where he gives her shit, where he scolds her. It, he, he's yeah, having he just... A, ha- yeah, they're having a conversation. Yeah. They're, like, legit DTRing, which yeah. is amazing. He's not... Um, he. There's no judgment. That's, that's, that's what it mm-hmm. is. It's very easy to talk to him, and that's why I find it so sweet. And I like that... I know. He wants to have this conversation to air it out, and let's, let's figure out mm-hmm. what the hell we are. And I like that he admits... That, like, you know, he, like, what made her so interesting to him yeah. is that she was, like, playing it cool and, like, yeah. you know, and good on Lucy yeah. for doing that at all, even. It was it's her so rules, not guys. like her. That's right. It's the <laughs> fucking rules. I had to remember that and go, oh, yeah, that's what made him ask her out in the yeah. first place, like, five episodes ago or whatever, like, was that whole concept of, like, I'm busy. You, know, you don't accept a date after yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know. Very, very cool shit happening yeah. with Jordan here. I really, really dig it. Good, uh, good for Luce. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Finally. I mean, I don't love that, again, her story is all about her boyfriend, but 
at least it's like a decent guy and at least like she's showing signs of maturity yeah you know and he's mature obviously because yes. he is older than her right he's he's mary's age yeah yeah so what is he like 17 i'm gonna say 16 because mary just got her permit oh okay. her driver's permit yeah, yeah, yeah so i'm gonna guess 16 okay um which you know, whatever, like couple years, but still, in in for fourteen and sixteen yeah. year olds, that's like you know leaps and bounds kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I love this, that's and then cute. I love too. They have that scene when they're like, "Oh wait, that this episode? I don't know. It is when they're out in the in the backyard, and she like throws the ball, and oh. and like mit, like and like." Misses, misses him his head and then and then he like scoops her up yeah and and it's like the second time eric has walked in on them yeah like, he goes like, put her down being physical or whatever yeah. and he's like put her down he, yeah like he goes, he's like i have such bad timing with him <laughs> yeah, yeah he's like put her down they're cute they're so cute yeah they are and i like that like he doesn't get scared off no, he you doesn't. Know, like, he's still in it. Like, yeah. he still likes her. Like, he's a little bit aloof, too, you know? Yeah. Like, they're both, you know, they're not trying to, like... They're just, like, enjoying each other, I guess, or whatever, you know? It's it's kind of refreshing because they're still, I guess you can say, they're, they're still learning and discovering things about each other. And, like, it's open. It's open to everybody that they're... Trying to see if they like each other yeah. enough to stick around. Yeah. I thought that's really freaking cute. And and so the whole thing that we've been talking about these last however many episodes yeah. in this season where we're like, where's Jordan? Where's Jordan? Have they even had their date? Yeah. We learn, I mean, from this episode, clearly they've had their date. Like, yeah. they've been dating. Like, this is not the first time they're hanging out with each other, yeah. you know? Like, they have definitely have this rapport together at this point. I wish we could have seen some of that develop. I know. But I'm happy just to see it exist now. Like, that's that's enough, I think. Because it's just nice to see, you know? He's a sweet boy. Yeah. I like it. But can we mention that weird thing that happens between Dina and Eric? Yeah, that's going to come back for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dina's all dressed up for the wedding, and she and Eric, like, bump into each other in the, in the hall hallway, or whatever. Yeah. And Eric's like, oh, you look so lovely, whatever. And... But I don't know who brings it up, but she's like, Thank you so much, like for everything you've done for me, for the like, counseling or something. She doesn't say that, but like, but she she basically is like, thank you so much, like for all the help you've given me or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you know, they, no one has to know that we know each other from counseling. Yeah. And I love what she says. She's like, she's like, I know, but I might want to tell them at some point. Yeah. Which is super cute too. Uh-huh. I really like Dina too. She's a cute little girl. She's cute. Yeah. And. Simon is just God, he's, he's so a funny. trip man when so oh, well this is the Ruthie thing too in this episode he's like tying Ruthie's shoes or whatever yeah. and they're and they're t- <laughs> I love how it's like these little kids and they're like so what do you think of Dina like <laughs> you know they're having like a full-on conversation about it, like best buds would you know and um uh, and Simon's like I don't know she's not doing too hot on my checklist yeah <laughs> And Ruthie's like, yeah, well, I think, you know, she likes you or whatever. And um, and then this is where, I don't know, Ruthie, like, went from, like, zero to went to 60. Like, she grew up real quick in this episode. 
because she says this. Simon, I have a confession to make. Hui isn't actually around today for real. It was just pretending. Well, how is today different from all the other days with Hui? Well, he used to really be here. And today I wanted him to be here because everyone else has someone. But I just can't get him back. I'm really scared I may have gotten too old for him. But all day I've been afraid to say it out loud because then he may never come back. He may stay gone for good. I think that was like, yeah. I think this is the beginning of the end, yeah. or the beginning of the beginning yeah. for Ruthie here. Because like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, Ruthie's growing up. I know. Oh, by imaginary hooey. And because this is, like, I mean, she's like super self-aware here. Yeah. You know, like, she's like, and because Simon's like, what's, how is that different from always? Because at this point, yeah. like, the facade has been shattered that, like, clearly he's imaginary. Everyone gets it, right? Yeah. And so she's like, no, no. Like, he's not even here in my imagination this time, yeah. you know? And, yeah, it's it's sad, but it's also intriguing. And It like, reminded me of Inside Out. Oh, no! It reminded me of Inside Out. Oh, I need to see that movie again. I do, too. I, love... I think it's on Netflix now. Is it? I think so. I love that movie so much. It was really, really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Have I told you that my mom and I, we went... To go watch that in the theater, and Aww. then it was it was empty. There was only like one other person Aww. in the theater because this, at this point it wasn't. Oh, gotcha. it had been weeks. It had okay, yeah. So we're watching it, and my mom really loved it. But there's this one part where um, sa- sadness, or yeah, she's basically, blue. Yeah, blue <laughs> is basically just like moping around. Yeah, and my, well, that's always, but yeah, always, <laughs> and like Happy's literally dragging her by oh, by the yeah. ankle. But my mom... When they're trying to get out of that, the place where they're lost or whatever, yeah. My mom, like, (laughs) she just goes, fucking get up. (laughs) And I I lost it. I look over, I was like, mom, she goes, I don't understand why she doesn't run. (laughs) And it was was just like natural. But my mom, I don't know, but we both loved it. We both walked out of there with like tears in our eyes. It was phenomenal. Who was what was his name? Bing Bong? You read my mind. I was just gonna say, like, Richard Carnes. Richard Carnes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, his character, first of all, zero spoilies for uh-huh. that character in any trailers or commercials. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, for me. No, I had no. I, I don't think they telegraphed that at all. No, there's this they character don't. They don't. who is, like, very integral to the story. Yes. And what a gut wrench. Yeah. That, oh my God. So oh, good. So, so good. But I love um, their line about the subconscious. Saying, that's where all the bad things are. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I love it. God, I, oh, I want to rewatch that yeah, movie. Yeah, there's, and in that movie, and I've only seen it one time. Like, Same. And I feel like it's so layered. Yes. You know, like there's got to be more to mine the more you watch it. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was phenomenal. I, I, I think that's one that I can definitely rewatch again, especially, you know, with Lewis Black just being pissed at life about oh, yeah. them ruining pizza. Yeah. And was it? I don't know if it was, like, a real success for Pixar. What? Really? I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn because I don't know know this, but I have this sense that it wasn't really, like, a huge hit for Pixar. I thought it was because I felt like everybody was talking about it. I'm not saying amongst friends, but I I just remember, like, commercials being up and, like, critically acclaimed. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, like, in the zeitgeist. Yes. And I I don't think anyone who saw it, I don't think it got, like, bad reviews or whatever. It shouldn't. I just... I just don't know 
you know how in the way that like The Incredibles or Monsters Inc. Oh, I love all of them. Like I don't know if it reached that level mm. in for in the Pixar canon. That's you true. know. I don't know. It should definitely because I think it's one of the best. Yeah, certainly better than like Cars. It was the most well. It was the most adult Pixar. I think I've seen probably. Or, I, okay, probably. That, okay, how can I explain this? I feel like um, up. The first ten minutes. Oh God, up. The the first ten minutes Don't of. Don't get me started I, on up. I, know. I will cry right yeah, I know. here right now. But the first ten minutes of up is basically imagine that ten minutes dragged out in mm-hmm. Inside Out because that's that's what that was. Yeah, it, it was, was. I mean, it was very emotional. Yeah. And you know what I love about Pixar too, like from the start, like of their of the existence of Pixar, like with the first Toy Story movie or whatever. Oh. Through like whatever the latest Pixar movie was, which yeah, I, I don't Dory. No, was Maybe Dory Pixar? I think it was. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, Dory. And then now they have like Cars three coming up. Or oh whatever. Yes. But like, like I think they've done a really good job of like aging with their audience. Yeah. Or not aging, but like maturing with their aging yeah. audience. You know what I mean? Because like, because like those of us who were. Out of the age for the first yeah. Toy Story are now our age now. You know yes. what I mean? And so we want the inside out. Yep. So we want that like juicy layered storytelling that is not just like like shits and giggles, yeah. you know? And I think they've done a really good job of like like doing that, you know? And that shit had the lava song in the beginning. Which one? Uh thing inside out. No, the, it didn't. It had lava song. Lava was inside out's opener? Yes. It long, wasn't. It wasn't Piper. Ago. It wasn't Piper the Little Bird. No, it was Lava. Which one was Piper? The, it was that Dory's opener. Maybe, because that shit won an Oscar. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I think that was for Dory. Okay, maybe. Did you yeah. see that little Piper I, movie? Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Dory, but I did see that. That little thing is yeah. so good. It is. I lost my shit. Mm-hmm. It was so perfect, and it's like five minutes, if that. All of them are good. Most. Most. Like those short films. Yeah, those shorts are really good too. They are good. I look forward to them. Me too. Me too. And then I'm like, oh, it's done. Okay, movie time. Yeah. (laughs) I know. And and it's such a like, like little palate cleanser to like, or not a, like, like, like an amuse bouche, if you will, to get you into the feature. Like, it's really fun. God, we should have a Pixar day. We should have a lot of movie days, but Pixar day would be fun. We actually need to like create a Google Doc list of all the, and just like keep adding to it. And then one day we'll marathon through them. Is there a pen? Let me add this shit down. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. But yes, Ruthie's growing up, guys. Yeah. And, and I this don't is her hate first it. sign. I, I like yeah. it. I, I like that she's... It was... Honestly, it's a great way to show that she is growing. She yeah. is growing up. Yeah. Like, I think that was... It was a nice wrap-up, or I want to say it's a, it's a great entry to her, you know, going into her age or growing up, whatever, being yeah. seven, eight, nine, going into her teens, like... Totally. Man, Ruthie's just totally. gonna be crazy. I yeah, I, I really, I really, <laughs> I really believe that like that was a pointed effort by the on the show's yeah. part at this point in time to like draw the line in the sand with Ruthie and go like the character is transitioning. Yeah. She is growing up. She is yeah. like um, becoming like a person outside yes. of like 
Simon's little sister. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. or, or the little Camden or whatever. Which I think lines up perfectly with the fact that she's no longer going to be the little Camden. She's not. Shortly. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think that makes sense. And I, you know, I think well uh, established, well set up by the show. Yep. Agrees. Yeah. I feel like we kind of sort of did it. I think so too. Oh, well, we don't, what we didn't really talk about was, um, so just as Pete, Charles, and Eric have their little conversation right before the wedding, um, oh, what, Ginger and to Annie, get married? No. yeah, <laughs> Ginger and Annie have their conversation too, Yeah, which I thought was really sweet. Yes. You know, um, it's basically Annie being really upfront and going like, I wish I could be happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not because I I still love my mom. She's still with me, mm-hmm. and I miss her, and I'm never going to forget her. And, like, it's not that I don't like you. It's just that, like, I can't let go of my mom, you know? Yeah. And Ginger's like, listen, dude, I get it. And mm-hmm. I like that they can be so open and frank with each other and candid and just, like, like we're just going to have to take it, take this one day at a time, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like I'm and Ginger's like I'm not gonna ask your kids to call me grandma. Like I'm not expecting yeah. to to replace your mom in any way. You yeah. know, like just know that like I love your dad and he loves me and like. And I think it helped, and I, it did help whenever she mentioned how Ginger had lost her mother when she was five years old, and she like she said five. She was five. I didn't catch that part. Yeah, she okay. said she was five when she lost her mother, and there's a way that she likes to carry her mom with her, and that's with the scent of lavender. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, granted, stories aren't the same. Annie lost her mother way later in her life, not at a young age. But they share a common theme here. Yeah. They both both lost their mother, and they like to carry them with them. Yeah. So it's a good good understanding. That's Mm -hmm. it. It's a good understanding. And if anything, like, maybe it brought them closer. Or, yeah. or appreciated her or respected her more. I don't know. But if anything, it's just, you know, that 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 wall is chiseled. Like, it's just, it's slowly breaking down even totally, more. Totally, totally. Or maybe it completely shattered at this point, for, you know? Well, I think it's hard to say that it's completely shattered. I think time will tell that. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is certainly not the last we're, we're going to see of Ginger yeah. and Pete Charles. Um, but, yeah, to your point, I definitely think, like, now at least... Annie, if nothing else, knows that she's got some sort of commonality with yeah. Ginger yeah. that they can bond over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it helps like soften her towards yes. Ginger a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I mean, about time. And I mean, see, the thing about Annie is like she's such a good person that that at the end of the day, she's never gonna like be a bitch to Ginger. No. You know what I'm saying? Which is what she's saying anyway in the beginning of that scene. And she's like, you know, she's like, listen. It's not that I don't care about you, but it's like I can't be happy for you. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's you know that's sort of any stance. But I think by the end of that conversation, they can walk away from it going like, "But we're gonna just be civil and try, and yeah. just at the very least, just like be a family for whatever mm-hmm. that's worth." You know what I mean? Like you know, you're in my life now. I'm in your life now. Like let's just try to take this one day at a time, make it work. You know, like I always imagine that, like not ima- like think about it, like imagine if one of your parents did pass. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I would ever want to see my mom or dad still end up alone. Yeah, I mean, I, would I like it? Of course not, but I still don't want them unhappy. Yeah, 
You know? I don't I know. know. I just, I, like, I, you know. It's, yeah, it's definitely something to think about, right? Like, and if they were to find love, like, shit, how, how dare I stand in the way of that? I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm reminded of, I don't, this might be too morbid for the show, <laughs> but now I have to talk about it. Um, well, so I don't know if I've talked, I have talked about this on the show before. Um, my mom's best friend who was like an aunt to me, like mm-hmm. I've known her my whole life, you know, she was always there since I was born, um, like passed away recently. And I just, the day that she passed away, like before she had passed, like we were all at the hospital and we were stepped away from the hospital room for a minute to like go down to the cafeteria and yeah. just like you know commiserate over food it was you know essentially kind of thing um and i just remember my mom mentioning to me and my cousin who were there um this like the way that she framed it was like you know it's so crazy that she's dying because um I always thought that, like, I would die before um, your dad. Like, to me, she's like, before your dad. And I just figured, like, he would end up with her. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) And and my mom's whole thing about that was just, like, her stance on that was, like, and I was cool with it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, cool. (laughs) I can can tolerate that from the afterlife, you know? (laughs) I can tolerate that from the afterlife. and but I don't know why that really reminded me. But yeah, but, but you know, the, but specifically to my parents yeah. in that exact circumstance, like you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's definitely a weird thing I to know. think about. Something that maybe is too morbid at this point in time yes. to really think about. I mean, my our our both both of our parents are healthy right yeah. now, so let's not you know and always get ahead for of a ourselves. Good time. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, I liked. I this episode was like decent, you know. Yeah. I, I, we never talked about it, but like that wedding. So, so okay, we never really got to it. So this wedding is literally just the Camdens. The Camdens. Jordan's there and Dina's there, but yeah. it's just the Camdens and Ginger. Yeah, and, and Matt and Eric. Uh, Matt and fuck. Matt and Mary. <laughs> yeah, Matt and Mary missed it. Yeah. Um, but it's like. It's. It was so weird to me to see that church empty. I'm like, so yeah. this isn't even really just a like. So yeah. they just they just they flew to Glen Oak for a visit and just got married. married. Like what is like where's Ginger's family? Like don't they want to be here for this? Seriously. Like what's happening? Oh, and all of them kiss guys. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I kiss. loved it. I loved when when Eric's like, you may now kiss the bride or whatever, and then Annie like goes up to him and like kisses him. Yep. And then Dina and Simon are like. Like, should we, like, are we in? Let's do this. (laughs) You know, like, so now they're together, you know? And then Jordan and Lucy share, like, a quick kiss. And then Ruthie, like, is, like, with Happy, and she's like, I'm not kissing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, poor Ruthie. I know. But see, but better. Like, I like that. I like that at least she wasn't, like, kissing imaginary hooey or something stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like that she was able to confront the fact that, like, you know, she's, not yeah. she's not like alone in the world. I just mean like alone today here. Yes. You know what I mean. Huey is not there. That's right. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so shall we rate the episode? Do you want me to go first? Always. You usually go first, so I'll go first this time. Cool. All right. 
I am giving this. So let me preamble. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um. So. I mean, I already sort of kind of showed my cards, right? Like, I do actually like this episode a a lot. Not, like, a ton, but I think it's great. I think there's definitely some moments in here that are, like, have merit. um, Some nuggets that, you know, like, I think will stay with me in terms of, like, what I remember from this season, you know? Uh Like, like the Pete Charles with Eric moment I really liked. I like the Annie and Ginger moment. I love the Jordan Lucy GTR. Mm -hmm. Um, These little things, I think they're, I think it's fun. I think... It's setting up some good arcs, you know, for the season. I think it's interesting. So I'm giving this episode a seven. Well, because you saw it on the paper. No, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't see it on the paper, but I just, you know, got feeling seven. All right. Let me see your seven. There it is. Proof. (laughs) Seven. When I see... Okay. Um, Here's the thing. It's close to coming to a seven for me, mm. but not there yet. So I'm giving it a six point five. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's not there yet. Like there's still some things that annoy me, but like you said, I like Lucy and Jordan. I I enjoyed seeing Annie and Ginger, um, and Ruthie. Ruthie was mm-hmm. just really it, it was cute. And then you know Simon entering the Bachelor show. Um, <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yeah. There's just a few things that annoyed me, but those, but those key points that I mentioned, I like them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I I do have to say this was a hard fought set or hard one seven mm. because I did I struggled like I was like, is it a five? Is it a six? Like I like I, you know I was sort of walking all these lines because I was like, you know, and and also in terms of the canon of the other yeah. rest of the episodes and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think for me anyway, like the positives really outweigh the negatives yeah. in a way that other episodes don't, you know, like mm-hmm. where it's more even-handed. Mm-hmm. This episode, I think, like, the really good stuff was really good. True. So, uh, you know. All right. Yeah. Good job, yo. So, um, you know, for however many months this has been going on now, <laughs> we've been saying, we've like, every episode we put out the call to action, like, send us an email, you know, write in, let us know what you're thinking. Um, and we've actually gotten some emails from, I'm going to say from one listener, (laughs) uh, but he's been really vocal and kind of awesome. So, um, a listener named Bruce who asked us to not give his full name, um, has written into us on a a few separate occasions since our last record. Hey Bruce. Hey Bruce. Thanks for writing in. Um, so, okay, so the first time he wrote in, he he was just like, he just had a, um, a comment about, so I don't remember which episode it was, but the episode with Mr. Smith and the IRS guy. Yes. And how we made like a big deal about like how he uses for, like 14. business days yeah. to like refer to his retirement uh-huh. you know, countdown or whatever. And Bruce just made the point like, I think he's just like counting down like, how many work days he has left? Yeah, like you would, I guess. Yeah, like it's. I guess it's just not that weird. Like we, I think, I think we tried to make him sound more like more like a robot machine guy yes. than he probably is. Like, like I guess anybody would just be like, I have fourteen work days left, and then I'm done. You know. True. So there's that. 
Um, Especially working with the IRS, you're definitely counting down the days that you walk totally, out of there. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, and then if, regarding episode 217, um, he says, I don't think it was mentioned in the podcast, but I think this episode was written due to Beverly Mitchell losing a real-life friend. Well, I think 217 was the episode with the car crash oh, that yes, kills yes, yes, yes. Lucy's friend. Uh-huh. Um, and in, I mean, I didn't do a ton of research, to be honest, so he could be right. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting. That's the Nothing Endures But Change episode, right, mm-hmm. that Stephen Collins yes. directed that yes. we talked about in the recap? Uh-huh. So interesting, like, if that's true, like, Damn. ripped from personal experience, like, that must have been really interesting yeah. for Beverly Mitchell to like play that you know if it's if it's based on like her own real life life experience like sucks yeah that's really sad sad but also maybe as an actor like maybe cathartic you know maybe like you know much like in the way that we talked about like you know or like i talked about how writing the story helped cope Mm -hmm. you know maybe doing this episode helped her in some way yeah Yeah. so yeah interesting stuff yeah and then most recently um listeners might remember um in episode 221 which was the part one of the finale titled um lucy makes a comment or mentions martin and lewis she she really oh yes Lewis and uh, Clark. Clark, yeah. But she says Martin, Martin Lewis, and you and I were both like, "Who the fuck are Martin and Lewis?" <laughs> like, oh, we don't, we didn't know. Yeah. Um. So Bruce did us a solid, and uh, wrote Lady J and T. Lucy was apparently confusing explorers Lewis and Clark with yeah. entertainers Martin and Lewis. So entertainers Martin and Lewis. Dean Martin oh. was a singer and actor, and Jerry Lewis is the actor comedian. Well. I mean, I knew, well, I know Dean Martin. Yeah, but I didn't know. So here's what he says. So he says, uh, Lewis started a number of comedies, including The Nutty Professor, whatever. Um, He also hosted the annual Labor Day Telethon for Muscular Dystrophy. Together, they were a popular comedy duo. Which, yes, this I know. But Oh, you did know that? Yeah. I didn't know. No, I know that. But what I'm trying to understand is, how Lucy would know this. Well, but see, that's, that's, I think that's why it's funny because I think at some point Annie even says, like, like, do you know who Martin and Lewis are? That's, okay. And that's, and I think had we known or had we, like, yeah. If, and I mean, I'm going to speak for myself, like, I didn't put that together at all because I didn't know that Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis were a comedy thing duo. So, like, had we known that, I think it, the joke would have landed because Annie being like, do you even know what you're talking about? You know, yeah. would have been, like, the punchline to that, basically. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you, Bruce, thank for you, those Bruce. wonderful emails. Um, truly, truly appreciated. Um, send more. Yeah, send more. And all of you, please, please write in. We'd love to hear from you guys. If we're a couple of idiots about anything, let us know. It Correct happens. Us. Correct us. Let us know when we're being idiots about anything. We know we are two very opinionated people. <laughs> so. <laughs> we need some 
time. Okay, yeah. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and then for this episode specifically, like if you're a veteran, right, and if you have thoughts about the VA or mm-hmm. that whole stuff, we want to hear them. Like, you know, we're, I'm certainly interested. Like, I want to know. I don't know enough. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know enough. Like, I, you know, I don't know what the right answer is there. So, yeah, write in. Um, you can reach us at show at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at the number four Heaven's Sake Pod. Um, you know, subs- you, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, take a couple minutes, give us a quick rate and review if you can, or tell tell a friend about us if you like what you hear. Um, you know, we really appreciate you guys tuning in each week. Or twice a week. I, I always forget now that we're doing two a I week. I know. It's so easy for me to be like each week, you know. Um, but yeah. And until next time. Bye. Bye.